good morning, you guys. It is Monday, which means that it is another episode of Truth in the Trenches. Today's episode is going to be all about choosing curriculum for your family. We're going to talk about some questions you need to ask yourself before you choose curriculum. We're going to go through a huge list of some of the top curriculums that are out there to give you an idea. I'm going to give you some resources that you can access to help you choose curriculum. And at the end, I'm going to talk about a unique course idea that I'm kind of running through my head right now that I would love your ideas on to give you further help and um, really direction in this area. I also have a huge announcement for those of you that follow me on my blog and social media. So this episode hopefully is going to be worth your time. And if it doesn't sound like it is, then go do something that is because I know that you guys are busy as I am. So grab yourself a cup of something hot and enjoy. Well, good morning. I am up early recording before my kids get up, so I'm really hoping that nobody comes down the stairs and we don't hear some, you know, fighting, real life, homeschooling, just played out on the podcast. Um, Today's episode is taken and inspired by a blog post that I wrote that if you would prefer to go and read rather than listen to me ramble about, that's perfectly fine. You can find it until tomorrow on hiphomeschoolingblog.com and if you go and search, um, let me just see here, you are going to want to search choosing curriculum and that's going to bring you to the post that we're talking about today. You can also search master curriculum list and that will take you to another post that I'm going to refer to with a huge list of all the different curriculums that are out there. Now why I say until tomorrow, I'm hoping um, there's probably going to be a bit of downtime as far as transferring over my old URL to my new one, but that is the big announcement. I am changing my name. I will no longer be hip homeschooling. I am furthermore going to be known as homeschool on homeschoolon.com. So you can now find me actually, if you go and search, I've already changed all my social media. So if you go and search on Facebook or Instagram, my URL for all of those and my username is now homeschool on, which I think is super fun because of the whole keep calm and homeschool on. And, um, Yeah, that's what's happening. So you need to be aware of that so you can find me. And after that, you're going to want to go to homeschoolon.com so that you can find these blog posts and resources that we're going to talk about today. So let's go. I've got my blog post open and I'm going to talk about five different questions that you need to ask yourself before choosing curriculum. Now we're halfway through the year, so likely you have curriculum right now that is either working for you or it isn't. And the idea behind curriculum, you guys, is that it is a tool to be used. And yet very often we switch that around and we view it or or have this idea that we are slaves to it. And I'm going to let that sit for a second because you might not even realize that, but if you are feeling like you have anxiety when you consider doing that certain curriculum or that certain subject, your kids don't enjoy it, but you're just motoring through because you bought it, you paid the money for it, and you're determined that it's going to work, and or you think that the problem is you, and maybe you haven't considered that it might be your curriculum, then this episode is really important for you because 
you can easily become a slave to your curriculum and that is not the intention. The intention is not to check off the boxes. The intention is not even to do it exactly the way any curriculum lays it out for you. The idea behind us being homeschoolers is that we have control. You have permission to tweak your lessons, to tweak the content, to suit you and to suit your family. Like maybe maybe that's exactly what you need to hear today, that you have permission. <laughs> I'm giving you permission to not do something if it doesn't speak life to you or speak life to your children. So let's get right into it. Five questions you need to ask before taking the curriculum plunge. So number one, what is my child's learning style? Now, I've talked about this a lot on my blog. Um, I'm not sure how much I've referenced it here on my podcast, but knowing your children's learning style is really important, you guys. It's important because our kids have a natural tendency as to how they receive information. It's just as important for you to know because the way that you receive information is naturally going to be the way that you defer to when you are teaching. So what this might look like is you might have a child that is auditory and you might be visual. So you're naturally going to teach in a way that speaks to your visual learning style and that may or may not work for your auditory learner. So there are three different learning styles. You can get into um, all sorts of different, you know, multiple personalities and all sorts of different things and quizzes and information. And the more that you can understand your children and yourself, the better it's going to be for your homeschool. But let's just talk about the three main learning styles. The first is visual. So those kids need to see things. Those kids do really well with things like video lessons because they can see it. They do really well with um, seeing pictures. They like to have a visual component brought together with their lessons. As your kids get older and they're proficient readers or spellers, for myself, I'm very visual, so I actually memorize, when I memorize something, I, I memorize the actual look of it. So I read it in my head. I can actually see the words in paragraph form as they are written or the letters, and I, I visually have memorized it, and I'm reading it in my head. So visual learners, depending on how visual they are, because we're all a blend of kind of everything, but we have a strong one. So if they're really strong visually, then that's something you have to be aware of. Auditory learners, they process information and they learn the best through listening. So those children do really, really, really well with MP3s, audiobooks. They also do well with video because they can hear it. You might find those kids are the ones that kind of disengage or seem to disengage when you're reading a read aloud. They're rolling around on the floor. Um, they look like they're not listening at all, but if you ask them afterwards, they can repeat it almost verbatim. Yeah, you have an auditory learner. Auditory learners are, they're actually a good blend with visual. If you are visual, then you're naturally gonna to wanna to do more reading with your kids and your auditory learners are going to do really well with that because they do better with listening. Um, your visual learners will also do well with that because they're gonna to wanna to sit with you on your lap and look as you're reading. 
The ones that aren't going to do so well with that are your kinesthetic learners, and that's the third learning style. And those children are very hands-on. They want to feel, they want to touch, they got to see how it works, they have to build it. They need to have an active role in their own learning. If there is no active understanding, then they do not remember or retain it. Now, like I said, there's different blends and levels. Your child might be a little bit kinesthetic, mostly something else. They might be just partly kinesthetic, partly visual, but you know they can bounce back and forth between them. Or you might have a child that is incredibly kinesthetic. And if you have a child that is very, very strongly kinesthetic, then if you are not, that can be a massive challenge in your homeschool because you will feel like you're constantly hitting your head against a wall because your child is never, ever, ever, ever seeming to grasp or retain what they are learning because traditional curriculum does not, for the most part, gear towards these children. Traditional curriculum is video and textbook. So you can find things for the other learning styles, but it's very hard to have a dynamic approach to education laid out for you in a curriculum. And if there is, then again, it's laid out for you. You are still the one who has to do it with your child. You have to think outside the box. You have to do activities. When you're doing that math lesson, get out the ball, throw the ball back and forth as you're skip counting by twos or skip counting by fives so that they're, they're actively doing something that is going to help them retain what they're learning. You have to do it which can be very overwhelming. A, if you are not kinesthetic yourself and that just makes you want to run far, far, far away like myself, or B, if you have a large family and you do not have the time or attention or focus to devote to that child. Again, like me, that can be a huge challenge now when you have a highly kinesthetic learner to try to find ways to create a style of teaching that will speak to that child. So those are the three main learning styles. And what I did was I created a quiz on my blog that will really walk you through the the different learning styles and you can take it, it's like 10 questions, it's super fast, but I recommend that you take it for each child and then I recommend you take it again for yourself. Now some of them, you know, <laughs> some of them are, they're geared towards children so you're just gonna have to just think of it differently when you're taking it for yourself. But the reason that I recommend that is because the way that you learn is the way you're naturally going to teach. As you take it for yourself, you're going to see connection points. You're going to understand, oh, this is why it's so easy for me to teach my son, but it's so difficult for me to teach my daughter. Or this is why I'm hitting my head against the wall with my son. You're going to see connection points and you're going to see where you're naturally able to teach better and you're going to see where you're struggling and it's going to give you some insight into why. And this is hugely important when you're considering curriculum because once you understand the way that your family flows, the way that your whole family learns and the way that you naturally teach, now you can look at curriculum from a whole new lens of finding something that's going to speak to your children. Now, I also feel like it's really important to mention that don't feel totally boxed in by this. Don't, don't go and take a quiz and feel like, oh no, now I can only choose curriculum that is super hands-on, or I can only choose curriculum, especially if you've got kids with multiple different learning styles, which you will if you have more than one child, because no child is the same. 
So if you're looking at curriculum, you have to be aware of it, but we want our kids to grow in all learning styles. We want our kids to be able to retain information even when they're weak in that area. So our auditory learners, we know that they do best through listening, but we also know that nobody's going to sit there and read to them every step of the way. So child that's 11 and it's time to, you know, buck up a little bit and, and learn how to learn on your own independently, it's like pushing them out of the nest. Those children, you need to give them some tools and say, okay, I bought a curriculum that isn't necessarily laid out for you in an auditory format. So what are we going to do about that? You need to read it out loud so that you can hear yourself. And as you hear yourself, you can retain and remember it. You need to give them tools of things that they can do to adapt the curriculum themselves if they're old enough, or you can adapt the curriculum because you're never going to find something that's going to work all the way around. And you're never going to find something that's going to work for every child. And if you're getting a group curriculum, well, now you have to find ways of adapting it to speak to everybody. So it's important. It's something to be aware of. It's not something to be boxed in by. So that's the first question. The next question is what is your family size or dynamic? Now, this is important. They're all important. The reason this is important is because even if a curriculum is phenomenal, I mean, it's an amazing, high-quality curriculum that people absolutely love. It may or may not work for you based on your family size or unique dynamics. And what I mean by dynamics is um, how many extracurricular activities you have. Or do, does your husband work shift work and is he involved in schooling? And so you have to work around that. Or um, do you do best doing school in the morning or do you do best doing school at night? Do you have babies? Are you pregnant? Is a toddler hanging on your leg that you have to consider? Do you have nap times that you've got to work through? You need to figure out what your dynamic, what your flow of your day looks like, your schedule, how much time you have to give to school, and your family size. How many kids do you have that you need to teach? This is important because if you are trying to choose a curriculum that is very teacher-intensive or very hands-on and therefore teacher-intensive, then you may or may not have the time to do that with each child. And now you're boxed in and stuck with a curriculum that you cannot possibly fit in with each kid. I've gotten probably five emails about that this week alone of people who were using a curriculum that they loved the idea of so much. It spoke to them but when it comes to follow through, they're unable to follow through because they don't have enough of them to go around. So here's an example of that, sunlight. I love sunlight. I love the idea of it. I, I love the vision of it. I love the approach of it. I love every single thing about it. Where I ran into a snag was I tried doing it when all my kids, none of them were reading independently. None of them could do any work independently. They all needed me. And I had to do sunlight, these huge read-alouds, and it was so much reading. Oh my goodness, so much reading, which worked great for my auditory learner and not at all for any of my other kids. Um, and I had to do this follow-through with 
with all my kids. Now, I did try to blend them. A lot of people came to me afterwards and said, well, you know, you try to, you need to do cores and, and blend kids together so you're not doing too much. And I understand that. I did try to blend them. I grouped them together as much as I could. However, it still was just not feasible for me. I wasn't fitting everything in that I wanted to. And I didn't like being boxed into, I had to learn about this specific thing because that's what was in the core for that year. So for me, although I loved everything about it, I really did. It did not work in the follow through. When I came to the, the let's, let's go forward with this. I was constantly hitting a wall, feeling like a failure, feeling like I wasn't doing enough and, and it just didn't work for us. So even if you love the idea of a curriculum or somebody else talks about it and you love it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you. So you have to consider your family size, your dynamic, how much time you have to give. Do you have younger kids that need a lot of help? If your child is not reading and writing independently, then they will need help with every bit of school that they do. So if you have two or three children that are are needing you one-on-one, you have to look for a curriculum for your older kids that they can do on their own because they have to find something they can work on independently because there's no possible way that you can do all of that one-on-one work with your younger kids and still have time to do all this one-on-one work with your older ones. And if you have big age gaps in your family, you can't be you can't do school all together for everything because they're at, they're at different levels. They're at different levels for their math. They're at different levels for their language arts. You have to teach to their level. What you can do is you can blend them for things like socials and science. You can give a broad overview lesson and then each child can go in depth at their own level. So there are still ways of blending and we can talk about that more another time um, on large family homeschooling and what that looks like. But when you're choosing curriculum, just make a list, you guys. Grab a, a pen and paper and make a huge list of of what is required of you and what your children need. Okay, this is what each child needs of me and this is what I have to do in my day. This is the different things I have to fit in. I'm nursing a baby, I've got this, I've got this nap time I can work one-on-one with some kids in and then try to plug it in and see, do I have enough time to fit in this or do I need to look for things that are more independent or find some online courses for my younger kids so that they can do a couple things independently so that I'm not so bogged down with one-on-one time. All right, number three is will this curriculum fit in my budget? Pretty self-explanatory. You have to consider price point. Um, Obviously, as you've been looking at curriculum, you're going to see that sometimes curriculum can be insanely expensive and that often, not always, but often does speak to the quality and how much is included in that curriculum, the value that you are getting. If you're looking at things that are free or cheap, it is possible to homeschool for free. It is possible to homeschool for a very very low amount of money and you can go and do a search on Google and say how to homeschool for $100, how to homeschool for free and you're going to find a whole bunch of blog posts and resources and things that people do to homeschool completely for free. However, I have tried many of those free resources and free online websites and as far as offering your children the very best education something they're passionate about, something you love, finding a really good fit, um, speaking to different challenges and learning challenges, it is not going to be the best. It's not going to be the best of the best. It's not going to be 
easily laid out for you and beautifully arranged and and set to the styles that you want to to teach to is not going to be it's going to be cut and dry open and close and you know a lot of you searching for different resources so it is possible but the more that you are willing to spend the better you're going to get a curriculum that is completely laid out in a way that will suit your family There are also curriculums out there that, in my opinion, are highly overpriced or are set to a price that that doesn't seem to match the value. So a price point is not everything. I think sometimes companies price things very, very expensive because people then think it's more valuable and purchase it and then are very disappointed. So just price point is important budget it in, figure out what you can, you know, afford for your family. And then you're going to have to work around that. Talk with your husband, but also when you're talking with your husband, you know, help him, you guys help him be aware of the fact that it can make the difference of, of finding something that, that works and speaks life and your children love and you love or something that you absolutely hate and you're a slave to. So there's all those things to consider. Um, You also need to consider what other homeschool parents have to say about it. Read reviews. Go and read reviews. Search on the internet. Those are so valuable. You cannot base a curriculum decision on someone else's opinion because your family is unique. But it can give you a lot of insight when you can find families in similar situations to you as to whether a curriculum is is going to work for you or not. And the more that you can research it, the better. And lastly, does this curriculum light a spark? And I mean that by both your children, but also by you. When you open up something, and it's hard when you're shopping online, if you can make it to a homeschool convention, I highly recommend it. But when you open up something, does it get you excited? Does it speak to you? Do do you want to do it? Because I can't tell you how many things I have tried in the past that I don't want to do. Even if it's great, even if it's awesome, I don't want to do it. So therefore, I avoid it as much as possible and we end up not doing it. You have to find something that you are interested in as well. That's really important. Yes, we want to teach to our kids' interests. Yes, we want to teach to their styles. But if it's not speaking to you, that's going to come across in your teaching. It's going to. You're going to, if you do it, it's going to be monotonous. It's going to be boring. Um, Your kids are going to see your lack of passion and enthusiasm, and you're not going to want to run off on tangents with them. If you can find things you're passionate and interested about and things that are laid out in that way, then you're naturally more enthusiastic about it. And it's contagious. Your enthusiasm is contagious. So find things that speak to you, that light a spark, that you're interested in. If you go and you find someone says, this curriculum is amazing, and you go and you search it out, and you think, Ugh, yeah, that looks really good. I think Johnny would love it, but, you know, I don't know. That's, a, that's really teacher intensive. Then don't do it. If it's not speaking to you, if you're not excited about it, then it doesn't matter if it would speak to their learning style. They're not going to be excited about it. If you can find something that you look at and you think, oh my goodness, I love this. I can make this work. I can make this interesting. Even if it's not to your child's learning style, if you are passionate and enthusiastic and having fun with it, your child's going to have fun too, you guys. I swear 50% of successful homeschooling is your own attitude and approach towards it. 
So if you are excited and enthusiastic about something, then your children are naturally going to pick up on that. And it's just more fun. It's more fun to do school with a fun mom than it is to do school with a mom that's just stressed and getting through it, right? So the other thing I did not mention in there is um, homeschool styles. And homeschool style is another thing. It basically combines the idea of your own teaching style with does this curriculum light a spark. It's combining both of those because it, it basically takes what your, your mission statement, and if you don't have a homeschool mission statement, you need to do that. Just write out what, why, why are you homeschooling? What do you want to see out of this? What's your end goal? Is it that your children have a better education and it's all about education, GPAs, um, you know, making sure they get into college and have the best possible resources and information laid out for them? Great. Then you're going to want to choose really, really, really strong curriculum and, and, and find something that aligns with that. Is it that you want it to be a way of life and you want to inspire and spark your children to have a natural curiosity to learn how to learn so that when they are interested in something, they can run with it? Great. Then you're going to want to find things that are more geared towards their interests and their passions so that you can spark their natural curiosity and they can run with things more. So depending on your mission statement, that's also going to play into your curriculum, but it plays into your homeschool style in this. There are different homeschool styles that are kind of, there's, there's entire curriculums engaged around it. For example, there's entire curriculums that are laid out for traditional homeschoolers where it's open workbook style. Um, schedules, routines, go do this, now do this, now do this, and it's just work through textbooks and, and worksheets. There's entire curriculums based around Charlotte Mason homeschooling that are more about lifestyle and copywork and nature studies and um, making learning a way of life. There's entire curriculums based around unit studies where you're blending multiple subjects in to one topic and you can choose a topic that lights a spark in your child but you're bringing in all their subjects into that. So your homeschool style is also important because it's going to help you when you're choosing curriculum to find things that are, are going along with your values, if that makes sense. So there is also a quiz for the homeschool styles. So if you go onto my blog, which like I said, you can go to hiphomeschoolingblog.com or transition, you guys, it's going to be switched over. Um, so you can also search for it at homeschoolon.com and then go to the top and search homeschool styles quiz and then search learning styles quiz. And that's where you can find both of them. You can take them right on my blog and the homeschool styles quiz is going to help you. It will also give you information on all those different styles. And I recommend that you take it twice. The first time, take it as you naturally are, not what you want to be. When you answer questions, base it off of what you are. Do you like to, you know, have really structured routine? Then answer it that way. Then go through and take it another time as to what you want it to be. If you could make your homeschool anything, what would it be? Because likely you are not fully in what you value and wish it could be. We all could improve. We all could expand. We all could move out of our natural comfort zone in a new way and and teach to our children even more. So the reason that you're going to take it twice is it's going to help you realize this is where I want to be. This is where I am. How can I get there? 
And what could I do when I'm choosing curriculum to maybe choose curriculum that's outside my box of comfort and will help me reach my goals of my overall vision for my homeschool better? Because maybe you're using curriculum simply because it's a comfort zone for you. And maybe you need to branch out of that and find something because really you value the idea of unschooling or child-directed learning or unit studies, but you're just really scared to go there. Well, maybe try some curriculum. Don't do it all. Don't go crazy. Maybe try one thing that is more geared towards something that you're really interested in or passionate about as far as a value system of, of homeschooling and see how it works for you and see how it works for your child. And slowly you can start to transition yourself. But if you never take that first step, it's not going to happen. All right. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about before I go is that I am looking at creating a course. I have done, I've tried to do a free um, curriculum course before and I just could not possibly keep up with it. Um, And so I've really been considering what can I do, what can I offer you guys that would be valuable. I want to start in February. I'm getting email after email after email after email. I can hardly keep up with the amount of requests that I'm getting for people who are just feeling like failures, who are feeling like they're stuck with a curriculum that they hate, who are feeling like they can't figure out a routine or a structure for their homeschool that's working for them, that are feeling like their kids hate school, that are at the end of their rope and are considering putting their kids in public school. So I've really... I've really had a heart for what can I offer you guys that will be valuable to new homeschoolers, to veteran homeschoolers alike who are just at at a wall, who've hit a point where what I'm doing is not working. What now? So what I'm envisioning, and I'm really open to your ideas, and I would love to hear your ideas, you guys, is a homeschooling course that's maybe two weeks long. Again, chime in. Is that too long? Should it be longer? Um, that would have daily video lessons as well as text lessons that you would log on to an online kind of learning module system and you could access your daily video. Of course, this is all going to be exclusive. No one else would have access to it. Um, and that's going to have daily, you know, your video or you can download and, and print off a PDF if you don't have time for it for that day and you'll get an email each day um, linking to your lesson. It would have a private Facebook group that would be active for a month. So that's where I would be, you know, making it my first priority and engaging as well as other moms that are in similar situations to you that we could all kind of work together. And I would do in that private Facebook group, a private live video each week where we could talk about um, your personal struggles and concerns and go over the content in the course and how it's speaking to you. And I can give you my personal recommendations and help as well as exclusive access to either, I'm thinking of creating a curriculum matching quiz to help you match your homeschool style, homeschool dynamics, all those things to curriculum that might work for you, bring in your budget. Um, If I cannot create that, then some sort of just a, a a resource, maybe a long blog post that would would okay go take all these quizzes and based on your results, this is all the curriculum that will work best for visual learners. This is all the curriculum that's going to work best for auditory learners and moving through it like that, then separating it into this is the curriculum that's more teacher intensive. This is more independent. And from there, 
also breaking it down into cost so that you can go through it very quickly and very easily and see, okay, I've got a visual learner, this is my budget, and this child is needs it to be more independent. Boom, that's what I'm gonna try. Or there's these three options. Um, to help you really identify with what's going to work for you. So if that sounds at all interesting to you, the, the topics that I'm kind of hoping to cover in it are things like homeschool styles, learning styles, family dynamics, creating a mission statement, scheduling your day, homeschooling multiple kids, creating a portfolio, homeschool organization, expectations. I want it to be something that can speak to anybody and can include all sorts of different things. So what I need from you guys and what I would love to have from you guys is to know how long would you want a course like this to be? What kind of content? What could make it unique? There's other homeschool courses out there. I don't want to be like other homeschool courses. What can I offer you that is unique that you can't find anywhere else? Is it more one-on-one -on -one with me, more of that personal um, you know, recommendations or live videos or what can I offer that would get you excited and you would say that would be worth my time. The other thing is, is price point. I have offered certain other courses for free in the past and can't keep up with it. And part of the reason for that is because they were so intensive. I mean, I was talking hours and hours and hours a day and because it was not benefiting us really in any way, then I was taking away from my family for really no beneficial purposes, if that makes sense. So it would be a paid course. And that's where I want to know from you as well. What would be a worthwhile price point for you? And therefore, based on that price point, what would you expect? What would you want to see? You guys, I would really love to hear from you because I'm passionate about this and there is a there is a problem with this in the homeschool community. I know there is because of the amount of emails I'm getting. So I want to help solve this problem, but I want to hear from you before I create or come up with any ideas of my own because it's got to be for you guys. It's got to speak to you. So I'm open to absolutely any idea. Email me at hiphomeschoolingblog at gmail.com or go to my blog. You can go to hiphomeschoolingblog.com or the new one will be live very soon. And that's homeschoolon.com and hit the contact me button. And please, 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 please contact me. Send me a form, send me a message and let me know your ideas. I will read every single one and use that to help me create a course that will speak to any homeschool mom in any point of their life and give you unique tools and also personable resources to your situation that are going to help you find joy in your homeschool again. Um, the last thing I forgot, whoops, the last thing I forgot to mention was the master homeschool curriculum list and I'm way over time. So let's go through this really quickly. You can also find this on my blog if you search master homeschool curriculum list or homeschool curriculum. Um, and basically I list you guys all the curriculum that I have possibly been able to find. And there's more that I actually should add to this because I've learned about a whole bunch of new ones. But I include all-inclusive kits and programs. So these are ones that cover all of your subjects in one. Be cautious of those. I, I love those, but be cautious of those because what will work really well for you for a group subject like socials and science might not work for you for independent work. And I have found with all-in-one programs that there's things you love and things you hate and you spend so much money on them 
and now you're stuck with them. So um, those are things like Winter Promise, Abeka, Alpha Omega, ACE, Sunlight, My Father's World, Christian Liberty Press, Bob Jones University, Time for Learning, Oak Meadow, Heart of Dakota. Um, then there's Social Studies. And I break it down into that. There's Master Books, Social Studies, Homeschool in the Woods, Winter Promise, Abeka, Alpha Omega, Mystery of History, Donna Ward, Story of the World, Paces, Social Studies, Galloping the Globe, Tapestry of Grace. Um, then, and I have more, like I said, to add to this. Um, the Good and the Beautiful is another one that is not on here because I wasn't aware of it when I created this. Um, science, Nancy Larson, A Reason for Science, Abeka, Apologia, Answers in Genesis, Supercharged, Math, um, Teaching Textbooks. I don't even have Math Lessons for a Living Education on here. Wow, this needs to be updated. Um, language Arts. So basically, I also have it broken down into online programs and free online resources and programs, as well as unit studies, extra resources, and Bible curriculum. So... If you are looking for curriculum, that's a really good place to go. I have links for each one of those that you can click on and it will take you directly to that website where you can kind of view it and, and research it and understand more about it and it can help you when you are choosing curriculum to find something that will work for you. And I'm going to work at updating that post. So go check that one out. Please, please, please get in touch with me. Contact me. Let me know what you want to see how I can offer you even more value and resources and help solve a problem in your own homeschool, whether that be through a blog post or an episode or this course. And otherwise, you guys, I hope you have an amazing homeschool week and that you get tons accomplished and that you focus less on checking off the boxes and more on making your homeschool environment what you are passionate about and what you want it to be. Have an amazing, amazing 